many years after my dad had left, Joe Loss was out touring the Northern Cups, and I had a couple of hit records to my name. London cab drivers with delight in telling me, I used to see your dad sing down at the Palais, never failing to add, he was a better bloody singer than you'll ever be, to which they would never get any argument from me. When the attractions and I first played the Palais in January 17, 1979, one reviewer unfavorably compared us to Freddie and the Dreamers. I knew we'd hit the big time. The dance bands had long been banished, and the Palais was now an overcrowded, overheated rock and roll venue, looking a little bit tatty and kicked in. I wasn't drinking lemonade anymore, but I did take a walk up into the balcony. The same scent hung in the air. Only now I could name the ingredients. Sour, spilt beer, stale tobacco, nicotine stains, and of course, the stifled tears of jilted girls. <laughs> you might expect I would have written more than a line or two about the old place, but I pretty much thought that Joe Strummer had put an indelible mark on a brand new map with the Clash song, White Man in Harrismith Palace. We didn't really click there until 1984 when we made a circuit of the country, returning to London for a Monday night residency at the Palais, playing shows that were nearly 40 songs long. I was looking for something I couldn't find. In 1981, we hired the deserted ballroom for the afternoon so we could stage a photograph for the album sleeve of Trust. Rather than list everyone involved in the credits, we dressed them all in higher tuxedos, sat them behind monogram music stands, and gave them rented instruments to hold. The attractions were word perfect. Nick Lowe was pretending to play a tenor sax while our engineer led the string section. All the other members of the ensemble were our road crew, the staff of F-Beat Records, and the owners of Eden Studios. The scene was photographed in glorious black and white by Chalky Davies. Two years later, I would sit for a series of 20 by 24 Polaroids that Davies and Starr shot with a giant land camera at the Science Museum. It resembled a Victorian plate contraption with bellows among the life-size Polaroids peeled back and framed with a portrait of me and my son Matt, then aged seven. But on the afternoon of that Hammersmith charade, I was just my father's son. I took my central place on the bandstand. I hid my eyes behind dark glasses and buttoned up my new silk Salaro suit. There was no way to go back. Time and the wrecking ball have taken care of the rest.